We had hoped to get a full round in at the opening round of the Genesis Open, but that did not happen for us on this Valentine's Day. So instead, let's talk about Sergio, Kuchar, and some funzy data we put together. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf, the podcast. Thank you for joining us on this rainy Valentine's Day. It was very disappointing that we didn't get a full round of golf in. I was looking forward to watching that, having that going here at the office, but that did not work out for us. And I do not like watching the previous year rerun. It just doesn't uh, work for me. So so what we did instead, jumped in and kind of looked at some data and then definitely got some, I got some questions about my feelings concerning Sergio and Matt Kuchar. And to be honest, as far as Sergio goes, Sergio seems to be kind of a, I'll say that Sergio Garcia seems to be a very emotional player. And this is not the first time he has done some things that have been questionable on the golf course. And uh, I don't uh, believe that that works very well when you want to play good golf. When you lose your temper, when you lose control of your emotions, you're all up in your head. And that is not a very nice neighborhood for a golfer to be thinking. And that's a terrible place to hang out instead of just reacting to targets and allowing your natural ability to just sort of take control and get into the zone and all those little phrases that everybody uses So Sergio was all up in his head. We find out that he's got some personal issues or whatever going on. And that is a very different and tough place to play. Uh, Throw in there as well that Sergio's personal life has changed. He's married now. He has a a baby. We all know, well, those of us who have uh, children know that that's a a very difficult uh, transition. Pat Perez talked about that a little bit on his radio show recently, that it changes your opportunity to practice or at least your motivation to practice just kind of depends who you are and when you're not practicing that probably takes a hit on your game so take that all together with some personal news that Sergio didn't want to hear and he got super emotional all up in his head and he didn't play well and then he reacted poorly I don't believe there's any excuse for beating up on five greens in a row that seems borderline that seems weird I I can get maybe one green and I've definitely seen it and seen it my own children frankly But it's not a good place to play golf from. So that would be my only comment on there. Hopefully Sergio's done with that and moves on. So done there. The Matt Kuchar situation with his caddy in uh, Mexico. Um, The story goes, he agreed initially at the start of the week to pay $3,000 for this caddy. He's a sub-in caddy for his services for the week. Apparently he doesn't speak English, so he's not going to help very much. I don't know how Matt Kuchar's Spanish is, so there's just not going to be a lot of give and take there. Uh, Matt wins and takes home $1.296 million, quite a a sum. I guess as things go, typically on the PGA Tour, a winning caddy will make somewhere, you know, the caddy on the winner's bag will make somewhere around a 10% bonus. And so there's been some talk. I, I guess Matt... Rather than just giving the three thousand that was agreed to, gave them gave him five thousand dollars in cash, and that is um, 
you know, more than his $200 daily rate. And uh, there you go, right? So Matt, I think Matt looked at it and said, hey, here's the three and here's another two. And, you know, thanks for helping me. And that was that to him. And then we had some folks come up and say that Matt was very greedy and should have paid him more. And apparently this caddy went back and asked for more later. And Matt Kuchar's agent said, you got what was fair. And that's sort of been it. My feelings on the whole thing, the black and white of it is Matt fulfilled his obligation as far as the contract goes. So the agreement was 3000 Matt paid him five. Pretty decent tip, right? 66% tip and said, thank you very much for your help. And Matt thought he was solid. Um, and then when we find out that typically it had it been Matt Kuchar's regular caddy, 129.6. Right. So he would have had a, a little bit more than that, uh, substantially more than $5,000, obviously. So um, I don't know, all of us sitting at home that have no idea how to make this kind of money in a week. I, I think the real problem with uh, the situation has been expectations of what I, I think what other people assume they would have done is they would have been a little bit more generous after taking home over a million dollars to somebody who uh, struggles I, I get it. I understand that part of it, but it, I don't know. I don't know where to go with that. And I think I, we all can sit there and say we would have been more generous. I think I would have been more generous, maybe. But then again, I, I don't know how much of a relationship I would have had with this guy after four days when he doesn't speak my language. I mean, I've played uh, different courses. I, I got to say, I'm not a big fan of, of caddies. I don't really enjoy playing courses where caddies are forced upon you. So I, I don't think that they, um, they don't help me very much. I, again, I don't want to be a jerk about this, but you know, when you go to like Bandon Dunes and some of those other places, and there's some places locally where we go play. And, and if you're not a member there, they, they force you, let's call spade a spade. They force you to take one of their caddies and they say that they're going to help you find your balls and they're going to speed up play. And none of that's true. They're just basically forcing you to help pay these caddies because uh, they don't want to pay them. They want to force the guests to pay them. That's essentially what's going on. They charge you an exorbitant amount to play there. And then they also want you to pay the caddies. I hate that. And the uh, caddies that we had at Bandon Dunes um, were, you know, carrying two and four bags at a time and couldn't read a putt to save their lives. So I didn't really enjoy that. And then it kind of messes up the dynamic when you're playing with four of your buddies and then you've got some stranger there carrying your, carrying your stuff. And that's, uh, I, I, anyway, I hate it. So anyway, I don't know how close Matt felt to this guy when they were done after four, four days. I mean, he was a guy carrying his bag around. I, so Matt, the Matt Kuchar situation, I just hope it kind of goes away. I'm kind of tired of hearing about it, talking about it. It doesn't, it's tarnished, I guess, Matt Kuchar's image a little bit. I, I don't know exactly, just because I guess he's not as generous as we all hoped he'd be, or we all hope all our rich people would be, and they didn't get rich by being generous, I can tell you that. So anyway, so there you have it. Done with all of that. Now, the fun stuff. I want to get into, and I call this a funsy because it's not, there's a couple things that I wanted to do today and I, I just stumbled into this when I was when I was just kind of looking around at the stats. And the first thing I did that was kind of fun is I went through and I took career money from the PGA Tour, right? So these are the guys that have made the most money on the PGA Tour over history and did a little sort of comparison with Billy Casper the other day. And right, he's made one point. He made 1.6 for his entire career, and he had over 50 victories. So we're not looking at that. We're looking at the top 20 
of career money earners and kind of looking at ones that are interesting. Obviously, Tiger Woods is on top of this list. He's made 115, over $115 million over the course of his career. Phil Mickelson, we know, has gone over $90 million now. He's in second spot. Vijay Singh, can you believe that? Vijay Singh is in third spot at almost $71 million on the PGA Tour. I was surprised by that one. Jim Furyk at 68, almost $69 million. Dustin Johnson, okay, now we're getting to the guys that we kind of know that have come racing up. $56.6 million. Justin Rose, $51 million. Adam Scott, $50 million. Ernie Els, $49 million. Sergio Garcia, $48 million. Um, less than that, because I think he has to pay to repair the greens he destroys, right? I don't know. Um, let's see. Matt Kuchar, $46 million. It would be less if he tipped more. You get it, right? You know where I'm going with this. Okay. Davis Love the third, $45 million. Zach Johnson. Zach Johnson, $45 million. Jason Day, $44 million. Steve Stricker, $44 million. Uh, these are some of them really surprising. Bubba Watson, $43 million. David Toms, who hasn't played on the PGA Tour in a very long time. He's still in the top 20. He's on the Champions Tour at $42 million. Rory McIlroy is actually behind David Toms at $41 million. Almost $42 Jordan Spieth, one of, he's the first modern, really, that's kind of got up on here. $38 million, just over $38 million. And Stuart Sink at $37.5 million. And Charles Howell III, Mr. Every Year Reliable Guy, at $37.4 million. Right? So that's kind of, there's the top 20. I was surprised by some of those names. Really surprised, especially when you kind of look how long they've been on tour. So then the next step, right, in order to make it a real funsy, is divide by how many years they've been on tour to see how much they've, they've actually made. Now, I did this super simply. I just went through and took when they started on tour to today's year, and I took it, I mean, to, to 2018 and called it good, and then divided that number by what they've made over the course of their career. And Tiger Woods, well, no, Tiger Woods is in second place. So Tiger Woods has averaged over $5 million a year for the course, over the course of his career. But you all know where I'm going, don't you? Jordan Spieth started on tour in 2012. That's when he played his first tournament on tour. And he has made over $5 million per year, 5.4 per year. He is the only one above Tiger on this list. All right. So in third place, again, the, the later they start playing, obviously the more money they're making year to year. So Dustin Johnson is in third place at $4.7 million a year. And then you go all the way down to, I should have marked these better, but you've got Jason Day, $3.4 million a year, followed closely by Phil Mickelson, $3.3 million a year. So there you go. They're your top five. So very interesting stats, I think, to look at. Again, sort of a funsy, uh, but very fascinated by this. So based on year to year, Jordan Spieth leads this list. He makes more per year than any other golfer in history has on the PGA Tour. There you go. So that was something, a bit of a surprise. Anyway, just some stuff today. Hopefully we'll have golf tomorrow. That's a way more interesting topic when we can talk about the actual play of players. We'll try to do that tomorrow. But until next time, until tomorrow... Better data always means better golf. And uh, I don't know how to work that into a Valentine's Day. But happy Valentine's Day. Thanks. 
Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com, and we'll see you on the next episode.